Hello everyone and welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. We're here on AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. We discuss one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. How cool is that? How scary is that? How ghoulish is that? And today, right here, right now, we're discussing the 1989 movie. About cannibals, because we're moving into a cannibal block. The next two movies will be about cannibals. The 1989 masterpiece, black comedy. It's undefinable. It's hard to categorize this movie. But we're talking parents. Do you like Randy Quaid? This movie has them. Let's do this. Welcome back, welcome back. I, it, let, let, let me tell everyone, I am just going a little bit nuts. I'm going <laughs> a little bit crazy because, uh, you know, I, I'm in that grind of, uh, you know, podcast drawing, podcast drawing, and I'm struggling to get a little bit ahead of myself. And I normally do this every year. And, but I will say going into this year's 31 Days of Dread, I had so much more research, so much more figured out, so much more. Uh, ready to go and the same goes for inktober so if you're into instagram uh you can follow me there at akapad13 my instagram feed is all about inktober and the 31 days of dread for all of october now for the last few years uh my publishing of both or completion of both of those you know daily activities hasn't exactly echoed the instagram feed but it, it doesn't matter. It all ends up on Instagram. So if, if there's anything you're missing here or if any more insight that you want, because, you know, in Instagram, we get to write captions and, and make videos and IG story. There's always additional insight and just like fun little uh, tidbits. And sometimes it's just my state of mind when I'm posting something. But if you're interested in, in, to get a little bit more deeper, yeah, check it out. Instagram uh ak pad 13 but hey hey so much for self-promotion do you guys know who um bob balaban is he's not he's a comedic actor balaban bob balaban uh his name actually has four b's uh two a's and one l (laughs) it's it's a lot of b's now, I never really researched this guy. I knew who he was. Uh, to me, he was always just a character actor that, is, you know, that, that was always uh, a matter of fact type acting, like, you know, as what I like to classify as natural, like George Clooney like acting. He never seen, I never seen him do any type of like uh, impersonation, accent, anything regarding that. And uh, let me tell you. He directed this movie. He actually has a history of directing, uh, not as prolific as his as his acting. I mean, he's he's just someone that people throw into movies when they need almost like an older looking, short, uh, quick talking, smart looking man. You know, like a scientist and stuff like that. So, is he a character actor? Yeah, but I don't know. I think he's so good in what he does when he performs. It is true method acting. Uh, you don't see him. You only see what he's performing. You only see what he's portraying. Um, yeah, and I do give George Clooney so much of that credit too, because it's it's so hard to envision George Clooney as not the George Clooney we see on screen. Uh, Brad Pitt goes in 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 the same exact category. Uh, Matt Damon. Uh, he's marketable. Uh, great name. You know, uh, he's got a lot behind him. 
uh, Matt Damon to me always seems like he's acting. Ben Affleck always seems like he, he's acting. And uh, we do have these guys that uh, make it look so easy, it spoils us. And to me, Bob Balaban is one of those guys. And he's he's a director. And it's so cool watching a movie like this from an actor-director because... There's a lot of big ideas out there when it comes to performance on the screen that only an actor, only someone that, that's worked uh, like on sets and, and they, they know the levels and they know when catering like messes something up or the, the light and the sound, and, but they know how to talk to actors. And there's so much subtlety in this movie. It comes through. Bob's direction comes through. Now... If you do a quick Wikipedia search for Parents 1989, there is a uh, reception uh, category or, you know, sub subheading. And not every movie has this because a lot of movies with the reception, they just have like the, um, the, the Metacritic score, the Ryan Tomato score and, and all these things. And I really don't get into that. Uh, but like just universally across the board, this is maybe like a one out of 10. This movie's like a six. So it, again, it's not a must see for anyone going into cannibal movies. Most cannibal movies uh, stink, by the way. <laughs> Most of them, uh, the, the ones with the dramatic edge, like Ravenous and Alive. Yeah, they resonate. But when it comes to everything else, yeah, it, it kind of, uh, I don't know. A little bit ago, I reviewed a movie uh, with Mark called Bad Batch. It's on Netflix, and that movie is a cannibal movie, uh, you know, like more uh, like captured horror, like captured torture, like torture type porn horror, uh, but it has all these other dimensions. It, it actually, it's actually a legit love story, and you know, that movie is about cannibalism, And but then again, it's really not. And so we have some of these like very extreme horror movies that approach cannibalism. And it really doesn't come through because we, it, like, at the end of the day, I don't think cannibalism is truly scary. It's not. You know, uh, Boone Tomahawk, you know, they're cannibals, the, the, the troglodytes. It, what's more horrific is that they're, they're going to kill you rather than you're going to be eaten or that these people are so corrupted that they eat meat because I think we know what it's like. Uh, to be a wolf on the hill with a broken leg and you do everything you can to climb up the hill to eat. You will do it despite pain, despite, uh, you know, like your instinct takes over. And I think cannibalism is a type of horror that, that actually has a reverse effect. It, it, it goes into our psyche, goes into our DNA, goes into our instinct. And in so, we don't feel that it's completely crazy we don't think it's nuts for someone to eat for sustenance and to carry on with their lives this movie doesn't even get into that we don't get into the reasons of the cannibalism it simply is now there's been like i think a run of movies uh we are who we are for example uh that i think have been inspired by this uh, i think some filmmakers wanted to make a realistic gritty harder uh, more explainable version of parents. I think parents actually has, in, in the last few years, spurned, uh, spurred a little bit of a sub-genre, like a sub-resurgence. 
And look, those movies too, they might be good, they might be bad, but they're still not in like the horror lexicon and these are the reasons. When we talk about cannibals and horror, everyone is drawn to uh, the the cannibal holocaust and people are like, you have to, okay, I get it, I get it. You know, like that's the movie to watch, but it's it barely touches on what the genre means within horror. Now, Eli Roth, I actually referenced the two movies ago with Midsommar. Summer, Summer. Who who can pronounce that movie's name? Day One of 31 Days of Dread. Uh, and, you know, and I think Red Letter Media touched on it a little bit where, uh, you know, if you compare the Green Inferno, which is a love letter to Cannibal Holocaust, and you compare the, the tropes and the flow and the hook for Green Inferno versus... Uh, Midsummer, we have two drastically different movies, and they're drastic because of intent. And I kind of wish uh, Red Letter Media touched on that. Green Inferno's intent is to, you know, make you afraid to be captured by these people, and I think it does that. I think I think it nails it. So, parents, parents is just cool, and and the reason why <laughs> the reason why I think this movie is as cool as it is. Because it, it kind of, like, it, it's a lot about parents. Like, it's almost like this allegory on, we just don't understand our parents as much as we want to try. We don't. And we go into adulthood, and they become more confusing the older we get. <laughs> I, I literally love that about, this is why, look, this is why Parents 1989 is a must-see. Now, outside of Randy Quaid, we have, uh, Marty Beth Hurt. Marty Beth Hurt. That's his wife. She's awesome. And then we have the kid. Uh, who's the kid? Oh, Mary Beth Hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Mary Beth Hurt. And we have Sandy Dennis. And I don't know. If, is, is that not the kid? That's not the kid. We have Sandy Dennis might be the wife. I'm getting my, my people mixed up here. Mary Beth Hurt is like... Uh, and I don't know who plays the kid. I, I just, I blew it here, guys. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Michael, who is it? Uh, Brian Madowski. Okay, Brian Madowski plays the little kid in this movie. And you really do feel for him. You feel for his, um, his struggle because essentially this is like a three- person play there's only three people that you really care about that are on screen and everything unfolds through those three and we it's like 1950 nuclear we're finally talking about the movie 1950 nuclear family movie begins everyone moves in and like and here we go and they're just eating food like this is mostly about this kid uh you know struggling to be a child struggling to connect with his parents his parents are very stiff they're very nuclear and they eat food and it's not even explicit it's not even in your face but the food that they're eating are people we, we don't really know for sure how they're getting these people we don't know where it all came from and as this child is eating humans you know uh prepared in all these different ways and they're always eating leftovers and it, it just even concerns the kid because he eventually like it's like he knows something's up he knows something's wrong and he his like it's almost like his soul his core screams out and he tries to figure it out when he tries to figure it out we actually we build into a pretty good like in home like death chase 
uh, you know, child surviving, murdering his own parents sequence. And the movie ends with a wonderful hook, wonderful hook. He ends back with his grandparents where you think he's going to be happy and, and, and safe and joyful. But the parents, the grandparents are also cannibals and they give him a beef sandwich or, you know, a red meat sandwich. And, and there we go. Like it's, we're, we're back off to the races. This movie really is an allegory of not understanding our parents. Same as Back to the Future. And I kind of vaguely remember this movie coming out. And I I kind of just remember people talking about it. I remember maybe, I don't know if they were making fun of it or what, like what that instance is. But this movie was spoken about. And for a while, it was one of those movies uh, to watch. And it, now we're in 2019, it's all faded away, it's all gone. But look, everyone, for the 31 Days of Dread, I highly recommend parents, especially if you need help trying to figure out your own parents, <laughs> and, and you need something to connect to, this uh, this, this is your movie. Uh, look, uh, like we, we got to give this movie some love because it's, it's already too far forgotten. And look, quick side note. Because uh, people always ask me, they're like, "What well, you know, what's the 31 Days of Dread? Like, what are you doing for it this year? Like, all these things, people, like, even newer people that just started listening. And, you know, I got no problem, like, revealing what the next movies are because we have 31 of them. And every time, every single time I told someone older about parents, they knew what the movie was. So, like, it, it really, it, it was a part of the culture. It was part of the lexicon at one point. Look, it's allegorical. It's an allegorical evidence, but uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it until tomorrow, until day four. Day four, we're continuing Cannibal with a movie that is, uh, it's an interesting movie to read. It's called Microwave Massacre, and it's as corny. It's as corny as it sounds, but, you know, I have a soft spot for these types of movies, and, and I can't wait to tell you why there's a soft spot in my heart for this movie. Day 4, coming up, Peter A. DeLuca, AK Pads, Audio Audacity, 31 Days of Dread, Day 3, signing out. I love you, and rock and roll.